Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. bi-weekly podcast pertaining to the books about the LGBT community. Hey, everyone. Um, I literally just put this book down, and I may or may not be crying right now. Wow. Yikes. Uh, that hasn't really ever happened to me while reading a book, and I think it's because uh, this is probably one of the most beautiful books I've read this year. And it's from 2014, if I remember correctly. <laughs> the name of the book I'm crying about is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. I, again, in true form, I hope that I am pronouncing Jandy's name correctly. Uh, it might be Nielsen or Nelson. I'm not sure. But I'll Give You the Sun is a spectacular book. I just have to start off by saying that. I was originally reading another book, and Sophie and I decided to wait until next year to do it together. And I looked at my bookshelf, and I was like, what books haven't I read yet? Like, what what do I want to be the, the last book of the year? And I say last book of the year because the last episode of the year is going to be our top picks for books that we've read this year. But... I don't want to talk too much about that because uh, I, I want to save some of the surprise for that. But I looked at my bookshelf and I had kept moving this book around and I've been meaning to read it. And when I was trying to pick a book, I was like, okay, I'm going to pick this one. Like I've, I've moved it around enough. I, I've had it for almost the full year. I need to read it. <laughs> I'm really glad I waited until now to read it because uh, I think... This is probably my favorite book to end of the year with. Like, out of the books I've read, I think this is probably the best one to end the year with for me. So, this book focuses on a set of twins. So, uh, I hate hate describing twins because I, I never know how to do it properly. But the book follows twins and one is named Jude, and the other one is named Noah. So Noah and Jude. And I'm glad I finally calmed down because I literally was like, I finished the book and was uh, I was sobbing. I'll admit that. But the story follows those two, and it goes back and forth between... It's, it's How do I describe this? Noah has the the past in the story, and Jude has the present tense, which is, I guess, the future, if you will. And... The way that the book is cut up, it's it's in chapter forms, but they are like huge chapters. So I feel like there's only really maybe like seven chapters altogether because that's how long the chapters are. The book is 371 pages, I think. That's what I'm guessing. And I, I think I'm right. 
But the cool thing about this book is that there's a little like questionnaire section in the back, which I've never seen in a book before for like, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it in a book before, but I saw it and I was like, well, 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 I'm going to need to use this. So I'm going to read you the back of the book in true form for the podcast. So at first, Jude and her twin brother are Noah and Jude, inseparable. Noah draws consistently and is falling in love with the charismatic boy next door, while daredevil Jude cliff dives and does all the talking for both of them. Years later, they are barely speaking. Something has happened to change the twins in different yet equally devastating ways, but then Jude meets an intriguing, irresistible boy and a mysterious new mentor. The early years are Noah's to tell, the later years are Jude's, but they each have only half of the story, and if they can find their way back to one another, they'll have a chance to remake their world. Okay, let me tell you, when they say, like, equally devastating, it's equally devastating. Like, it, it it's a lot. And the two twins, uh, they're, when they're doing Noah's part, they're about, like, 13 and a half, and then when they're doing Jude's part, they're about 16, and... There, I think the way that it's written for you know two teenagers to be treating each other is pretty on par with uh, realistic behaviors. And like I, I literally cannot imagine what uh, I would have been like to my twin if I had a twin. Because I was, I, <laughs> I hate saying this because I feel like I'm just like <laughs> making myself sound terrible. But uh, I feel like I would have been terrible if there were two of me. So. Especially at that age, which is what I'm getting at. But they're so interesting, like wildly interesting. Uh, the way that Noah's chapters are, they're like so goddamn poetic. It's so amazing, and the the language that is used with him, it 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 truly feels like it's just like flowing out of a, a person, and his behaviors and the way that he acts are. I think for a 13-year-old boy who's, like, trying to hide who he is but also be as true to himself as possible is, like, seriously, such a breathtaking use of language is used with him. And then with Jude's part, it's interesting because it's still written with that much grace, but her portion, unlike Noah's. Noah's is very much about color and uh, description and how do I say this? It's very, it's just, it's different, but the same at the same time. It's, uh, it's like the same person is talking, but with Jude, it's almost like it's more mature, but a different kind of like scared. Whereas like with Noah, it's very much like a young person talking and the use of like color and descriptives is so beautiful and they're both written very much the same like I said but also wildly different at the same time and I think that's what made it so interesting and the chapters are very long for each of them like the first the first chapter I think is short and then the second chapter is short and then from there it's like full-blown like novels and I really wish that I could have like another helping of this book. Like, can we get around two? <laughs> I don't think that there is going to ever be around two for this, but I can't, I literally cannot describe how pleased I am with this book. And I've, 
some of the books I've read this year, like I, I have had like emotional reactions to, but not in the way that this did for me. I, I feel like it hit a certain point and the book that I have on the front of it, it says we are all heading for each other on a collision course, no matter what, maybe some people are just meant to be in the same story. And I remember looking at that. I was like, I wonder what this means. And you find out towards the end what it means. And like with the description that Jandy has written for the book, the two truly do hold like a portion of the story. And they're not the only ones that hold a portion, which is really interesting. There is a, there's like, there's sub characters that really, really do hold another portion of the story. And it, it's, not as equally important, obviously, to like the two twin to the God, I hate talking about twins to the twins, like delivering their parts of the story and finding out if they're going to make it through and deliver the actual parts of the stories that the other twin is missing. But with the sub characters, they hold something. And once you figure out like what it is, like I figured out kind of in the middle of the book, what was going to happen. But I wasn't sure if I was right. And I was like, maybe I'm just like very wrong about this. And it was just so heartbreaking to be correct. And I hated it. But at the same time, it felt so good knowing that like, oh, I I like, I saw this coming and it's coming. And it's like gratifying that the thing that I thought was going to come, which I really, I want to tell you specifically what happened, but I'm trying not to spoil the book because it, it truly is such spectacular writing. And I I wish I knew different descriptives on how to say like how much I adore this writing style because it, it almost felt like poetry, but like in a long form, but it wasn't, I don't want to say stuffy like poetry because poetry isn't stuffy, but it, it reads and feels like long form poetry without it being actual poetry. And the, descriptions for the amount of emotion in each like character's part of the story are so well done and are so interesting to read because it's these two twins trying to navigate their lives and figure out who they are as people and see if they need to hide certain aspects of themselves and you know figuring out their relationships with their parents because this book is very much about a family and what goes on with the family and what goes on outside of the family. And as much as this is like a queer story, it's more than a love story because there there is portions of the book that are about, you know, the the twins falling in love with other people. And I think that's why I picked up the book at first cuz I was like, oh, "Okay, there's like queer things in this. Like I'll I'll be able to read this for the podcast." And then I'm glad that it wasn't just like a straight up romance book. And I think that's the thing I loved so much about this is that this queer person, Noah, he has a real life. He He's a real person and he actually has, you know, realistic feelings and like the description of like the colors and like the way that he sees things. It's so imaginative, but for a young kid, I I definitely see it. Like it's something that like I can close my eyes and imagine and it's it's magical honestly the way that he is written. He, it's almost like he's a magical boy if you will. And it, it makes you think like I I don't know if Jandy is a twin but like 
I I feel like from my perspective, I'm not a twin, but I feel like this could be like a realistic description of like how twins operate with each other and how they feel and how like I've been told things by twins were like, oh yeah, we have like a mind connection. Like I don't know if that's true, but it's something that's mentioned in the book, and it I think it definitely helps with the writing that these two twins have like almost like a mind connection, if you will, without it being like a supernatural mind connection. But on the topic of supernatural, Jude's portions of the book, she is followed around by her dead grandmother, who's a ghost, and her I don't know how to talk about this because there's another ghost that follows her around, but I cannot say who it is because it's a big part of the story. And I I want you to thoroughly enjoy this story as much as I did. So that's why I'm not being uh, too forthcoming with certain details. But with Jude, it's interesting that she her grandmother says that she is going to have the, the sweet wine gift which is their last name is Sweet Wine. And it's so funny because it, it, I feel like it just fits them. It, it's, it's a very interesting last name, but I feel like it just fits them. But she has the, the Sweet Wine gift, and it's very interesting because she converses with her dead grandmother quite often. And there's a fact brought up in Jude's portion of the book that is that I think like 40% of people in the world see ghosts, which is so interesting. I don't know if that's real or not. I kind of want to Google it, but it's very interesting. And a lot of this book is very much like, how do I say this? Things were predicted to happen by other characters in the book, and then they happen. And this book is so, so, so magical. And I I could literally sit here for hours talking about how much I adored it, the writing style, and how interesting the characters were, and how I was really happy that Noah and Jude were f- like fully fleshed out people, and you find out more about each of them and what's going on in their thoughts and their perspective when the the chapters go back and forth, and it's interesting to see the back and forth where it's like you know something and the character doesn't. So it's a it's a really good use of uh, of irony, but the book, like I said earlier in the episode, um, has questions in the back of it, and let me find one that I want to use. Okay, the one question is: What do you think is the significance of telling the story in alternating perspectives? In what ways might the story have been different if Jude were narrating the earlier portions and Noah the later portions? So I think because I read the book and the Jude has the current, you know, portion and Noah has the past portion, I think it's important that it was told in this specific way because the story, I think, would have been wildly different because you still get parts of what's going on with Jude and what's like what's going on with Noah and the alternating perspectives. But I think the way that it was written is the, like the best way for it to have been done. And I think because I'm having a hard time imagining it done in a different perspective. So like if Jude had the younger portions and Noah had the more adult portions, it wouldn't have played out the way that I think made it so special because Noah's 
part of the story when he like he has the younger portion. It's very much like a young person figuring out that he's not like the other the other people around him, and that he needs to figure out that he has inner strength. And he uses the phrase "flame retardant" when people are blending in and acting like they actually aren't. So, like he describes that if he were to put on flame retardant, he would be acting like a different person to blend in to make sure that he wouldn't get bullied. It's an interesting way of describing how to protect yourself from being bullied in a certain aspect, especially in a high school aspect uh, and a middle school aspect. And that was one of the things I really liked. And the cool thing about Jude's portion, she has a book of, they refer to it as the Bible, but it's something that Grandma Sweetwine uh, used to have people write in, and it's a book of, I'm walking through my room to get the sticky note that has the notes on it, but it's a book of advice that people have written in, and she gave it to Jude when she passed, and um, <laughs> some of them are very funny, and some of them are like actually really nice. But one of them was to change the leaning of the heart, wear a wasp's nest on the head. <laughs> like <laughs> what? And then um, another one, which I I thought was actually pretty interesting, was write your sins on an apple still hanging on the tree. When they fall away, so do your burdens. I it's like a book of like if you were to give someone like. It, it, I don't know how to describe this advice Bible book. And uh, one that actually pertains to the story is, to win his heart, slip the most passionate love note ever written into his jacket pocket. And that is a huge, important part of Jude's story. And I know I said this book isn't particularly about like specific like romance, but that plays a big part in Jude's part of the book and finding who she is and deciding whether or not she's going to continue hiding who she is and protecting herself. And then another one is, which actually comes in a chapter after Noah did this with someone. When you talk to someone through a mirror, your soul switch bodies. It was very interesting because that, that portion of like the Bible advice book, which comes in during parts of the book where it like kind of relates to the subject and they're very interesting in terms of like when they're placed. And I really actually looked forward to reading them because when I realized they started happening, I was like, oh, I, I want more of these. But with these ones, uh, this one specifically happens the chapter after Noah speaks to his mother through, like he's looking at her through a mirror. So instead of making actual eye contact with her, he's looking at her while she's looking in the mirror. And, uh, it was actually very interesting because I didn't realize at first that that happened specifically in the previous chapter, but it was actually really cool to see it and be like, oh, wait, this is a thing that just happened. And the next one, which I actually uh, really loved, was if you dream of birds, a great change in your life is about to take place. I now am going to pay attention to my dreams and see if I'm dreaming of birds. But yeah, Jude and Noah each have very, very cool and thoughtful parts of their stories that the other don't have. So like Noah in his parts, he's this like crazy talented artist. He, and he's very young. So everyone is like very amazed by it. But with Noah, he has something 
that they referred to as the invisible museum in which he's painting in his head. And a lot throughout the book, it'll do, he'll have like a little portion, almost like the little Bible quotes from uh, Jude, but with Noah, it'll be like titles of portraits. So like one, like it's, it's always like self portrait or like the last one that I remembered was self portrait untitled. And it was just interesting the way that they've placed them. And let me see if I can find one. Here we go. Here's one. Portrait, the boy who walked off with the sea. So, like, throughout the book, there are little things like that where, depending on, like, what's happening in a conversation or what he's thinking, it's brought up in a way. It's like self-portrait, portrait. He's, like, imagining painting the scene in front of him. And I I truly could, like, imagine someone's, like, mind working like that. And I think it was just the way that it was written is just that it was so easy to believe, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a thing that's happening. And I think that's what made me love Noah's character so much. He really felt so... Oh, how do I describe it? He really felt like I, I... Like, he's obsessed with Michelangelo, and I feel like he's like a little baby Michelangelo, and it's just very interesting. And he's not... I... <laughs> I've dealt with, like, because I, I went to art school, and I, I, I hate saying that aloud sometimes, but I went to art school, and I feel like I, I've met people that I'm just like, oh my god, I get it, you do art. But, like, it's so integral to who Noah is as a person that I'm like, oh my god, you do art. It's amazing. Like, my really good friend Amanda, when she, like, draws and illustrates in front of me, I'm just like, oh my god, this came out of your hand. Like, how did this work? And, like... I have people who create things in front of me. Like I remember looking at my friend Jordan's digital illustrations once and I thought they were made out of paper. Like I, I don't understand how she did. And I'm just like consistently amazed by the way that people create, especially like people who aren't like, (laughs) I'm an artist obnoxious about it. Like Sophie does really great illustrations and paintings and like, I have so many... Fr- I wish I could sit here and just name all the things that my friends do that I'm just, like, superiorly, like, amazed by. But I I, I don't have enough time. I love all of them. <laughs> I love everyone's work. <laughs> and I think that's how people feel about Noah, because they see it and they're just like, oh, my God. Like, what... How did... This is amazing. Like, the use of color is just spectacular. I wish I could actually see in person one of Noah's paintings, drawings, illustrations, just, like, something. Because... The description of like color is just like I close my eyes and I feel like I just see like bright, beautiful color after reading this book. And I think that's so spectacular, especially for like a YA novel, because hopefully who who knows the age group of like specifically who's going to read this book because I'm a, a grown ass man and I read these books. But like this was spectacular to me. So like imagine a kid reading this and just being like oh my God, spectacular color and use of this and that. And this is like probably one of the more adult YA books that I've read this year. And it really amazed me. Like I I still cannot get over how spectacular this book was. And uh, I, I, I have to stop talking about it because I, there's... I can't specifically say any more about the plot because a lot of it is intertwined with different parts of the book. And if I start to pull at them, I think you'll be able to start 
understanding what happens in the book without reading it. I don't want that to happen. I want you to go out and get this book because I was so wildly in love with it. And I think that if you were to pick a book to end your year with, like, this is it. Like, this is such an amazing thing to read because it takes place in California, if I remember correctly. And the dramatic description of color in it is such a contrast to where we are in like, I believe it, is it still fall? I think it's still fall. Where we are in fall, because I look outside my window right now and everything is dead. <laughs> and it's very sad looking outside, even though the sunset right now is very beautiful. But that's like, I think what made me so interested too, is just like the dramatic description of color and the way that like Jude describes things. Like, it's just like, okay, Jude and Noah, can I be friends with you guys? Like, can that be a thing? Also, the the person that uh, is Jude's love interest sounds spectacular to me and uh, amazingly terrible at the same time. It's, it's really good. But uh, I can't say enough good things about this book. So I implore you, go out and buy J.D. Nelson's I'll give you the sun right now or get it in an audiobook if there is an audiobook and or even Kindle just go out and get it it's such a good book I think you'll be very happy that you read it and uh this is the part where I can't remember specifically how to do the the part where I say goodbye so um let's see if I can do it in one try my name is Brandon Patrick and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit <laughs>